Coming up on this week's Planet Japan, we'll tell you all about Planet Japan's new official church, and we'll introduce you to the Dog Man, Japan's newest superhero. Stay tuned for episode 139, Samurai Granny Kicks Ass. Five, four, three, two, one. Direct from beautiful downtown Okayama City, Japan, you are once again, for no apparent reason, listening to Planet Japan. Get ready to join Doug and Jen as they take you on an unpredictable journey through the wacky and wonderful world they call home. And now, here's Doug and Jen. So, Jen, I know, I know you're a big world traveler. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, and when you go to these airports uh, and you go through security... Yeah. It's a lot of fun, of course, but uh, mm. sometimes you have to take the change out of your pocket yeah. before you go through that little uh, security gate. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, yep. of course, uh, you always remember to pick it up on the other side, right? Yes, I do, because I usually have a lot of change. Exactly. A now, lot. Yeah. Some people apparently don't remember to pick up the change <laughs> uh, when they go through the gate. Well, yeah, you can be rushed. That's true. When people leave their money there, of course, the... Uh, the TSA folks there, they just keep it. They put it in their party fund or something. Yeah. Well, here's my question to you, a kind of a quiz okay. to get us started today. Okay, okay. Are you ready? Okay. Uh, I would like to know, how much money do you think was collected in change at the 450 commercial airports in the U.S. in the three years from 2005 through 2007? Uh, <laughs> how much money? One million dollars? $1.05 million. You are a winner. Congratulations. Wow. How did you do that? That's amazing. I guessed. <laughs> I had no idea. That's pretty good. Wow. That's wow. a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's narrow it down just a little bit. Sure. Out of the uh, three top cities that uh, collected the most money. Right. Which were Los Angeles, Chicago, and Las Vegas. Right. Which city do you think collected the most money in that three-year period? Well, I would guess Chicago because there's a lot of traffic going through there. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Oh, no. You would be wrong. Los Angeles, the clear winner with $89,375. Wow. Las Vegas right. came in second. Chicago uh, came in third. Well, that's interesting because like, I would think that Las Vegas people would want to keep their change to use in the slot machines. You would think. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They would have that, <laughs> that mindset, keep the change. Now, yeah. the, uh, the screeners at airports, of course, are not supposed to pocket the change themselves. Well, that would... people forget it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, one person was terminated for the theft of a nickel and two pennies. Wow! So there you go. That's... Uh, this week's fascinating insight into what happens to change that doesn't find its way back into your pocket at the airport. Right. Remember to pick up your change. Remember, everyone. it's very important. Yeah. yeah it's, it's the reason the U.S. economy is in the mess it is today. <laughs> because, you know, if you forget the change, you can't spend it and you can't stimulate the economy. <laughs> By the way, hey, I got my, my free money, my 300 bucks from the U.S. government. Wow. All the way here in Japan. I'm not sure how my spending money in Japan is going to help the U.S. economy, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give it my best shot. Oh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, welcome, uh, everyone, to uh, a very exciting edition, episode 139 of Planet Japan. I'm Doug DeLong. And I'm Jennifer Biggers. And we're just uh, thrilled that everyone has joined us. On the last show, we uh, talked about our Dick of the Week. Ah, right, right. And he was a uh, Catholic archbishop. It, he was, yes, that's right. He wouldn't let the, the lovely governor of Kansas take communion because she vetoed an abortion bill. Right, yeah. Yeah. 
And by the way, I'm pretty sure naming the Archbishop the Dick of the Week yeah, probably going to cause us to go to hell. Oh, yeah. That's the bad news. Good news is <laughs> hell is not such a bad place anymore because they've come up with innovations. Like a cooling system. Exactly. Yeah. Air conditioning. Awesome. Yeah. In the summertime, yeah. it's, uh, you know, you got the air conditioning. In the wintertime, though, it's quite nice. That's true. It's pretty toasty. It's very toasty yeah. in the wintertime. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And not only that, the other, you know, big problem with hell, right. of course, was the, uh, the gnashing of the teeth. <laughs> but they came up with these mouth guards. Ah, that's good. So, yeah, you don't have to do that anymore. Protectors. Oh, that's good. Exactly. Awesome. So that's good news. Yeah, that is good news. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy about that. Anyway. Anyway. We digress. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> now, we got a, uh, a nice message from uh, a listener named Jordy. Jordy. Jordy, yeah. Thanks, Jordy. He said uh, he, that he agreed with us. And, uh, right. And, and then he sent along a link to the Church of Reality. He said, if you're looking for a good church, yeah, this is the church you might want to join. Okay. Yeah. So uh, a, uh, Mr. Mark Perkle is the uh, founder of the Church of Reality, and uh, it's an online church. Because you don't have to attend church, I think. That's right. You yeah. can sleep late on Sunday That's morning. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about sleeping late. So I checked out the website, <laughs> and, uh, and it's a real actual church. He even got uh, tax-exempt status from the government. So uh, let me read from the website just a little bit to give people a flavor of the kind of church that, uh, as of now, is the official Planet Japan Church. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is from the website. Okay. The Church of Reality is a religion based on the practice of realism. Okay. Which means believing in everything that is real. Well, there you go, right there. That strikes a chord with me. <laughs> <laughs> Their motto is, if it's real, we believe in it. Right on! The Church of Reality is a new breed of religion that is based on reality rather than mythology, which is, you know, kind of what the other religions hang their hat on. Well, I think that it's now mythology, but at the time when it was created, it was the actual reality. Ah. So... That's the question. Here, it's a circular logic here. What is reality? Well, here we go. Yeah. Well, according to the Church of Reality, it's more of like uh, the search for the the truth, the reality. It's not necessarily that that they have all the answers about what is real. Right. And and another part of their philosophy is if we find something that we thought was real is not real, then we'll change our... That our, makes, our whole philosophy. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. We Unlike evolve, most, yeah. most traditional churches have trouble changing their orthodoxy if yeah. they discover something isn't really real. <laughs> <laughs> right. They say that uh, we are particularly focused on the future, which we call the sacred direction. Wow. And they, uh, they answer the great questions that other religions address, like what is right and wrong? How do people live together in a community? And what are our responsibilities to teach ourselves and to each other? Oh. Yeah. There you go. That's pretty deep. It's the Church of Reality. Yeah. And we encourage everyone to join up. <laughs> it's the new movement that's sweeping the world. Oh, it's the, the Church world, of I Reality. See. Okay. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Yeah, here we go. We have an official church. Okay. We are no longer godless. <laughs> <laughs> well, except that the Church of Reality uh, doesn't really believe in God. Okay. <laughs> because uh, apparently God is not real. Right. <laughs> there you go. 
Okay. Is well. God real? I guess that's the question. There you go. It's the Church of Reality. Yes, it is. And, of course, you'll find them on the web at churchofreality.com. And thanks again to Jordy for passing that link along to us. Well, uh, here it is, uh, middle of summertime. It's getting hot. It's getting humid. It's getting downright uncomfortable here in Okayama. Yes, it is. Yeah. But luckily, the the Japanese people are known for uh, innovation. Yes, they are. And they've come up with something that's going to save the day. Yes, they've got a brand new necktie. Even though two years ago the uh, prime minister introduced a new dress code for Japan, Japanese people are very rigid in what they wear to work, and most Japanese men wear a a suit and a necktie. Sure. And they called it Cool Biz. Cool Biz. Cool Biz. (laughs) And you didn't have to wear your necktie. You could go necktie-less. And jacketless in the summertime. Indeed, it's pretty hot in Japan. I I must. Have, I'm from Texas, and it's a hot place too. But Japan has got the humidity to go along with it. And yeah. it's it's pretty miserable. But they do for the man who is uncomfortable going neckties, which a lot of the older men they make fun of this cool biz because it's just not not proper to go without no, a necktie. It's not the manly thing. No. They've got this new necktie, and it's got a built-in fan in the knot. You know, the, the necktie <laughs> knot? You can put a fan in there. The, oh, it the, does not. It does. The knot has a fan. The, the knot has a fan inside of it, <laughs> and that will blow cool air uh-huh. into, I guess, in, into your shirt, into the inside of your shirt. Down your, down your shirt. Yep. Really? Yeah, yep. There's a picture right here. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, it, it also has a, a, a USB connection so that you can uh, plug in to your computer. Oh, really? I would think somebody would forget that they were actually physically plugged into their computers and stand up and walk away and take their computer with them. Yeah, see, exactly. Yeah. crashing to the floor. Exactly. That's a, <laughs> it's a dangerous thing. Yeah, so be careful if you're wanting to try out this new USB necktie. And how much uh, money am I going to have to well, fork over? Well, let's see. It's about 30 bucks. 30 bucks for a computer and fan necktie. Yes. That's a bargain. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to get one. Okay. I got the website right here. It's called the Rare Mono Shop, which mono in Japanese means thing. The uh-huh. Rare Things Shop. The Rare Things Shop. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So the summer is no longer going to be uh, a hot and miserable uh, season. That's right. It'd yeah. be awesome. Well, now, it's not the only exciting new product to come along in Japan, this necktie. Right. Now, it's, it's a new Coke. Ah, oh, yes, that's right, the new Coke. A new Coke. Coca-Cola. A n- brand new Coke. Yeah. Now, we all remember what happened 20-some years ago in the U.S. when Coke tried to come out with a brand new yeah, uh, flavor. Backfired. Oh, big time. Yeah, no one yeah. liked it. Now, the newest one uh, to arrive in Japan is called New Vita-Coke. 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 Vita short for vitamin. Right, and Coke is short for cocaine. That would exactly. be awesome. Well, yeah. Yeah. No. Well, you know, that's where... It, they got their name. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Coca-Cola Japan has announced a new vitamin-fortified Coke that reportedly provides you with 81% of your daily requirement of vitamin C without any calories. Uh, okay. That's a good point. There you go. Y- you don't need the calories. So now you can drink Coca-Cola guilt-free knowing that it has transformed itself magically into a health drink. Mm. No time to take a vitamin tablet? Down a couple of cans of Coke. Yeah. What do you think? Good I, idea? No. No, you you should not drink cola. Cola is really bad for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I've been uh, substituting the last uh, year or so for Coca-Cola? Beer. Milk tea. Ah, milk tea. Milk tea is quite delicious. Well, tea is... You know why? It's because you got your milk and you got your tea and you put it together. Right, right. (laughs) 
I, I put milk tea on my on my Cheerios. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. the perfect breakfast. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. You get everything. Oh, sure. Everything right there. You betcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's this week's new product report. Okay. Well, once again, ladies and gentlemen, we are happy to welcome our roving correspondent, Lyric Prince, to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, you sound down. Well, yeah. Yeah, please don't be down. I, I I swear to God, I'm never, ever going to teach 50 second graders students how to cook brownies again. Ever. Oh, well, why not? That sounds like a perfectly lovely activity. I, I sw- I'm telling you, it's, it's hell. It, it, it's hell on earth, especially when you have this heat uh-huh. and you have like you know this cooking class of all the ovens so what was the worst part of the cooking class i i'll, I'll start positive all right now how old are these kids the kids they're second graders which okay. means they're like 14 years old they don't listen now people and, may yeah. think it's odd that second graders are 14 years old they're not second grade in <laughs> elementary school. They're in junior high. Oh, I see. Yes. They have a different numbering system. Here. Right. And yeah. they're a different attitude and everything. But, yeah, they were trying to learn brownies. And how this started was my my teacher just came up to me and said, oh, I'm sure you can teach these kids how to make brownies in, in one class period in 40 minutes from start to finish. And I, I said, this is impossible. You can't do that. Oh, really? You just can't. How hard could it be? Well, first of all, everything can go wrong. <laughs> everything will go wrong. Uh-huh. And you'll have just mess in your hands if you don't know what you're doing. And that almost happened. Almost. Yeah. But I saved the day. The home ec teacher was such a sweetheart to help me to make a brownie because I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> that's that's another thing that I tried yeah. telling my teacher. I don't before know how to you make actually, brownies. Yeah, before you actually teach kids how to make brownies, you probably should know how to do it yourself. Exactly. So I spent yeah. last the week before like preparing, trying different brownie recipes. The first one was horrible. I I, I tried it to give it to people and they wouldn't eat it. They just looked at it. It was it was crispy. <laughs> crispy brownies. No, brownies that should be moist. Exactly. Yeah. But they had good flavor. It's just Potato chips should be crispy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But I, I learned how to do it. I learned how to do, put the foie foie in it. Oh, the foie foie. That's what you well, that's need. The, the magic foie. ingredient, the foie foie. The foie foie. I have no idea what that is. The foie foie is the fluffiness. It's like a Japanese word for fluffy. Ah, foie foie. Foie foie. Um, anywho, yeah, I, I had to teach these kids. And at the very last minute, two days before the class was to happen, um, the teacher came up to me and said, oh, we're going to have 50 kids. So it's going to be two classes uh, pretty much coming together and learning how to cook brownies. Cool. Um, no, not cool. <laughs> because I, I didn't – I've never done 50 kids before. And 12 is, is hard enough. This time was kind of good um, because it was hot. The teacher at the end just started like slamming the brownies in the oven, like just she shoved it in and wouldn't even like pay attention to it. And she said, "Mo yada," exactly her words. Like, Mo yada. Mo yada yada. <laughs> like I can't, I can't stand this shit anymore. Please get me <laughs> out of here. And it was her idea, so I found it really funny. But I really enjoyed it because the brownies came out really good. Uh-huh. And they were really tasty, and they thought it was really too sweet, but it was edible. Well, there you go. That's all you can ask. That's really. exactly all I could ask yeah. for. 
And I was really happy. So everybody uh, gorged themselves on, on brownies. Well, one group's brownies sort of got ruined because that was the one group that the teacher shoved in the oven and it sort of just went all over the place and so it's her burnt. Fault. I didn't tell her that directly because you just don't do that in Japan. But no, of course not. Uh, yeah. Well, this is seems like the, uh, the kind of uh, international cooperation that we really need more of in this world, the, the brownie connection. Right. You do it with kids and with senior citizens. They both really like it. But with senior citizens, they need their fiber. So <laughs> true, you yeah. don't make chocolate exactly. brownies. You make sweet potato brownies. Ah, sweet potato brownies. Oh, that sounds kind of good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was good. Well, you know, uh, it's hard to find a good chocolate brownie in this country. I can teach you. I don't want to make it myself. I'm just too damn lazy. <laughs> I just want to buy a really good brownie. You can't buy a good brownie. It's just not a popular uh, item, I think. They think it's too sweet here. Really? Is that it? Right. It's yeah. too sweet and it's too much chocolate. So. Oh, you can never have too much chocolate. What kind of the brownies silliness they like, is that? The brownies, they like, they sort of taste like sponge cake. Well, thank you very much, Lyric <laughs> Prince, our roving reporter. Now, you've only got a couple of weeks left in this uh, country, and then you're back uh, in the U.S. of A. Oh, right. You must be excited. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Thank you very much. We'll see you later, alligator. Uh, after a while, crocodile. Well, now, uh, you've never been in the military, right? <laughs> no. Uh, as have I never been in the military, but uh, okay. a lot of people think it's a it's a fine endeavor to get involved in. Well, sure. It can yeah. be a, a steady job. Yeah, you get to shoot guns. You get to shoot guns. Yes. Anyway, the uh, Italian military, right? the Italian army, has come up with a very unique uh, method of training their young soldiers. Okay. When, what is it? It's the samurai granny. Ooh, samurai granny. It's a 77-year-old woman okay. who comes in and, and beats the crap out of them. <laughs> Awesome. And she's <laughs> she's Japanese? How did you know? <laughs> because you said samurai. Samurai. Oh, oh good point. Yeah. yeah. The samurai granny is uh, also known as Keiko Wakabayashi. Okay. Yeah, and she has been uh, hired by the Italian military to train their recruits in hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> in hand-to-hand combat. That's awesome. Because she's a trained master in jujitsu, jojitsu, kenjitsu, all the jitsus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Judo, kendo, and karate. Wow. She's got them all. Not to mention, she'll just slap you silly if you get out of line. Now, uh, she was born in Japan, apparently, but she right. now lives in northern Italy. Right. Okay. Where she makes a living kicking the crap out of uh, young <laughs> Italian soldiers. What a great job. I know. This sounds really interesting. Yeah. The uh, Italian, uh, Italian military officers apparently believe that the experience of being humiliated by Miss Wakabayashi will toughen up their soldiers. They think that's the best way to do it. Humiliation. <laughs> the samurai granny is quoted as saying, don't think it's unbelievable. The physique doesn't matter. Well, I guess that's the point of martial arts. Yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, a little old lady, it doesn't matter how small you are. That's you, right. If you know what you're doing, you can, uh, that's right. you can beat the hell out of anybody. That's right. Yeah. Yep, that's true. <laughs> so there you go. She says... Um, she says she believes she can carry on defeating brawny soldiers for years to come. Oh, well, good luck to you. See, last, awesome. last time we talked about the old people who were uh, porn stars. That's right. That's right. This time we got uh, old people uh, kicking the crap out of soldiers. Awesome. In Italy. Awesome. It's a whole new movement. It's old people power. Yes. Right on! Right on! <laughs> <laughs> you got to love it. Uh, oh, by the way, as yes. a side note, okay. the term martial arts... In case you were wondering, 
is actually derived from Mars, the Roman god of war. Right. And Mars literally arts. means the arts of war. Right. The martial arts. That's right. I did not know that. This is why people listen to the Planet of Japan, because they learn new stuff. Yeah, that's really interesting. For free. For free. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Unless they want to donate. See, that's the thing about uh, podcasts. People wear the little earbuds. Uh, true, that's and, true. And they're right there. So it's like we're we're talking right inside their head. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. We could get people to do whatever we wanted. Donate. <laughs> <laughs> Squawk like a chicken. <laughs> Walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> Well, as you know, Japanese people love to travel. Yeah, they do. They actually. do. They love to get the hell out of Japan. <laughs> well, everybody needs a break and every see the now world. And sure, sure. I think Americans would be surprised how much Japanese people go abroad, uh, opposed to number of Americans who who go abroad. Uh, somebody took a survey recently of uh, four thousand hoteliers, people who run hotels, right, and around the world. Okay. In an effort to find out who were the best tourists, which country, you know had the best tourists. Oh, I see. Yeah. And they had different categories. Right. But then they had an overall mm-hmm. uh, category. Right. And overall, the country with the best tourists, according to the hotel people, <laughs> Japan. Japan. There you go. Well, yeah, that, it's no surprise, really, actually. <laughs> they like to shop. They go shopping. They go abroad and go shopping. Yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, yeah, so they like to lot. spend money. Yes, they do. Yeah. Well, they broke it down into some uh, other categories. As we said, the Japanese won the top prize uh, overall. Overall, right. Uh, because they, you know, they like to wear overalls. <laughs> the Oshkosh Bigosh, remember those? Yes, I do. Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Germans and Britons tied for second, followed by the Canadians and Swiss. Okay, wow. Conspicuously absent from the list? Americans. Americans. <laughs> well, yeah. But Americans did come up number one in one category. Which is? Most generous. Well, that's not surprising either. Americans are very generous. That's right. I think, yeah. I think so. Coming up second and third in the generous category, Canadians and Russians. At the bottom of that list, the French, British, and Dutch. Huh. They were more fiscally conservative. Right. They were tight wads. <laughs> Noisiest tourists? Americans. And Italians and Britons. Yeah, those three. Too noisy. Yeah. Yeah. Messiest? Messiest. I would again have to say America. French and Germans. I still... That's... Strange Germans. <laughs> Germans are very fastidious people. I you, thought, you think so? Yeah, I, I do. Americans uh, found themselves at the bottom of one of the categories. And the very bottom. The very, very bottom. Fashion sense. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's all the Hawaiian shirts that... Uh, it's the sweatsuits, man. Everybody's sweatsuits <laughs> and oversized T-shirts, man. Exactly. Get, get over yeah. that stuff, man. If you're a tourist, you really shouldn't call attention to that fact. <laughs> like, hey, look at me. I'm a tourist. <laughs> Right. Italians and French uh, had the best fashion sense. Uh, that's the tourism survey. Congratulations to the entire nation of Japan for uh, being the best tourists in the world. <laughs> Looks like there's a brand new superhero in Japan. A superhero? He's Dogman. Dogman. Look up in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember Underdog. It's do- not Underdog. It's, it's Dogman. Dogman. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Now, this is a guy uh, who apparently loves animals. Yes, yeah. yes. He uh, has two dogs, five cats, five turtles, two snakes, 
And a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has tropical fish. Tropical fish, yeah, yes. that's right. In a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, he was recently arrested by the police. Yes, he was. Apparently, he was over the limit uh, in terms of pets. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, he was called the dog man because he uh, he had a, a dog mask, a dog face. Right. That he would pull on his head mm-hmm. so that uh, he would look like a dog. Well, that's kind of what masks do, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and apparently his actual dogs uh, thought he was a, you know, one of them, and he would play with them, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like fun. <laughs> it does, yeah. <laughs> so one day he was uh, watching on TV, and uh, on the news somebody was uh, robbing a convenience store. Right. With a knife. With he a thought, knife. well, that looks like uh, it could be easy <laughs> and maybe fun. And fun. So he put on his dog mask and he went out and robbed a convenience store. Wow. Took a bunch of money. Right. But it turns out it wasn't for himself. Oh, nay, nay. No. It was to help feed his pets. Well, he had a lot of pets. Yeah. Yeah. He also didn't have a job. So he's he's won the heart of the Japanese nation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the news, the news had reported, you know, oh, animal lovers are not supposed to be bad people. But we found one who has done a bad thing. Oh, yes, he yeah. did. He did a bad thing. Yeah. And he's now been arrested. Yeah. And his pets have all gone to a pet shop. <laughs> I don't know if that's a euphemism or not. but Well. <laughs> <laughs> They've gone to a pet shop. Well, yeah. And uh, he was apparently uh, kicked out of his apartment as well. Right. So life is not good for the dog man. Oh, that's too bad. The odd thing was when he was arrested, though, he did not have his dog mask. Oh. Yeah. Asked why not, he said, my beagle chewed it. The beagle he bought, by the way, with stolen money. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So he wasn't really feeding his pets. He was just buying more pets. Apparently he was feeding his mask to the pets. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's the old, uh, the dog ate my homework. (laughs) Yeah. Well, gee, that's too bad. It's kind of a sad story. Yeah, it is. It's kind of... Dogman has been arrested. So he is no more. No, but yeah, maybe you know, once he gets out of jail, he'll uh, reconsider his yeah. methods and uh, get a cat mask <laughs> next time he robs a store. Right. He'll be the cat man. Cat man. And he'll marry cat woman. In case people were wondering, oh my God, maybe they forgot about the dick of the week. <laughs> oh, nay, nay. No way. It's time for... The Dick of the Week, everybody's favorite part of Planet Japan. Yeah, and this this week we've got two. Two Dicks of the Week. Wow. This is exciting. Bonus. Not only that, they're big shots. Ooh. Most of the time our dicks are uh, just uh, everyday people that nobody you know knows about. True enough, yeah. Yeah. We, we named a couple of uh, United States senators oh. as this week's Dicks of the Week. Unsurprisingly, they are Republican senators. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, these two senators have put together a, uh, a bill that right. they have introduced mm-hmm. uh, because they want to see this uh, federal amendment to the Constitution right. that would define marriage as the union of only a man and a woman. Right. One man, one woman. Right. Yeah. So if you happen to be gay, I guess you, that would not include you. These guys, uh, they don't want to see gay people getting married, uh, although it seems to be working just fine out in California these days. Yeah, I know. They're so happy. Yeah, they look very happy. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Well, now, uh, we're not naming them Dicks of the Week just because they introduced this bill. No. Which uh, could be reason enough. Yeah, it's it's, reason enough. (laughs) It's enough, yeah. It just so happens that these two senators are the one and only... (laughs) Senator Larry Craig from Idaho, uh, otherwise known as the Toilet Queen. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Wide Stance. You remember him. Yeah. Fun guy. Yeah. And uh, the... (laughs) 
The other senator is Mr. Uh, David Vitter, otherwise known as Diaper Man. <laughs> <laughs> After getting busted uh, with the D.C. madam, uh. Uh, it turned out that he uh, kind of liked to get dressed up in a diaper when he had his little rendezvous. Wow. Well, there you go. Wow. Fun guy, too. <laughs> Speaking oh. of the D.C. Madam, you know she killed herself. Oh, that's terrible. Apparently killed herself. Uh, I think some people are uh, wondering about that. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. She probably knows a lot of lot of stuff. You would think she has a lot of well, secrets she, that some people might not want yeah, out there. Like those diapers. Exactly. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Senators Craig and uh, Vitter are co-sponsors of this bill. And uh, as such, uh, not only get the Dick of the Week Award, they also get the Hypocrite of the Week Award. <laughs> so congratulations Yay. to them. Yeah, and uh, hopefully they'll be voted out of office uh, in the next few months. Okay. Okay. Yay. <laughs> well, we're going to close the show tonight with some uh, new music from a singer named Irene B., who is from Barcelona, Spain. Ooh. She sent me uh, her newest song in a very nice uh, email and asked if we might uh, play it. Oh. And the song is called Forgive Me Now. It's from her uh, album Metamorphosis, which will be released later this year. And uh, it's very cool. So, uh, yeah, we're happy to play it for, uh, for her tonight. Right, right. Yeah. And one more thing. I've got some uh, amazing, spectacular new photos of Planet Japan's official mascot, Jazz the Cat. And uh, I'll put a link on the, uh, on the website. So thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next time. Don't forget to check out the website at planetjapan.org. Or send us messages. We love messages at planetjapan07 at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye-bye. This is the property of Rama Music. Unmastered. This is gonna make you cry
property of Rama Music, unmastered, unmastered, unmastered.